0: But in that span of time, I will sweat. Like that's how close.
1: It's pretty impressive as a as a Minnesota girl at heart, I don't do these. Longer.
0: Welcome back, everybody. It's your host Natalia, and I am so excited to be back with you guys today. And today we're going to be talking to the wonderful and lovely Catherine Lumet. Um, She has just some super cool titles that I want you to list. When they are <laughs> mainly the one specific sure, one. Sure, sure. But um, but she'll introduce herself, and yeah, we'll get the conversation going. Perfect. So Catherine, hello. Hi, Natalia. Hi.
1: How are you?
0: I'm good. Excellent. A little hot outside. Well,
1: it's a little, yeah, it's D.C. in July, right? Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. swampy. It's for, very swampy. Like, this is just, this is not okay. But yet, after so however many years, 15 years, I'm still not used to it. Every summer, I think, maybe it's going to be better.
0: And it's, it's never, it never is. <laughs> What sad though is like outside today it wasn't as bad and I was like, I was like oh it's nice and I was like ah oh, this is a problem it's like only 90% humidity yeah Not and 95% like, humidity and I'm like oh it doesn't feel too bad I feel like I could sit outside and that's when you know like you've been here too mm-hmm. long a little bit and that's that's a problem a for me because I don't like humidity whatsoever <laughs> I can't
1: like even in the winter
0: it's humid here yeah all
1: the time well that's what happens when you build a city on top of a swamp that's and crazy. then we're somehow surprised when it's humid. It's weird.
0: because you know, people. We're, we're not that bright. It's fine. We're working past it. We're trying to work past it. <laughs>
1: we're working past a lot. Humidity maybe is a little <laughs> lower on that list than things we're working past. We're working past. Well, right? Humidity, number 87. Like,
0: we'll just, we'll drop it down on the list a little this bit. Year, but, like, hopefully we get to 87 quick. Yeah, that's fair. My hair can only last for <laughs> so long before you know all hell breaks loose but it's fine. anyway back to the job again yes (laughs) tell us a
1: little bit about yourself so um depending on where i am and what hat i'm wearing um i can tell you a lot of different introductions (laughs) so we can we can do all the introductions all the
0: introductions okay all
1: of what you are perfect (laughs) a lot of things (laughs) number 87 again yes um so i have i have I have, a few, I have a few things that I do. I have a day job where um, I work at the American Institute of Architects, and I work as their director of employee learning and engagement. And that's uh, really fun. It's a new position that we created a year and a half ago after I consulted with AIA for about three years. Um, and it's a position... What's cool about it is it's focused wholly on the staff here, Mm -hmm. the care and feeding of the 220 people who work in the building. And as a membership organization, we're always so focused on taking care of the 90,000 members we have Mm -hmm. um, that we often forget to take care of ourselves. And so it's really fun that that gets to be my job. So that's one of the things I do. Mm -hmm. Um, As I mentioned before, I was consulting with AIA before I came on full time. And so I do consult, I facilitate, I run some meetings, I do um, kind of coaching and leadership development in, primarily in the nonprofit space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that, um, so I consult through there, and that company is called Good for the Soul. And my <coughs> title there is Chief Goodness Officer because, spoiler alert, when you have your own company, your title can be whatever the hell you want it to be. <laughs> And that seemed, you know, like owner, or I mean, uh, yeah. like I want to be in charge, chiefly of all the goodness. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to do. Um, and then thirdly, I started. Um, I started a company about two, two, almost two years ago. Now uh, we will come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's called Good for Her Soul, and that company brings together products, services, and resources designed to celebrate and support women. Um, So we're all online right now. Eventually, I'd like to be able to go brick and mortar with that um, at some point. But that whole concept is designed around the idea that as women, we want to take better care of each other. We Mm -hmm. want to help and support each other, but we don't always know how. Or Ain't, that what to the truth. Yes. Ain't that the and, truth? Yes, and and so often we end up just not doing anything yeah. because we're too scared to say the wrong thing, or I don't want to, you know, does she want to talk about yeah. it? I don't really know. So we brought together um, the products are things like it's the, some of the best greeting cards like the line from Emily McDowell which are totally their empathy based cards mm-hmm. things that say things like um, let me be the first person to punch the next person who tells you that everything <laughs> happens for a reason I'm sorry you're going through this so it's really they're a little bit of reverence so we have that we have um just kind of some fun pick me ups yeah. we have socks and jewelry and those sorts of things but then on the services side, we partnered with, um, service providers who don't, who maybe, you know, you want to celebrate and support somebody, Mm -hmm. but you're not quite sure. You're like, I don't want to get them more stuff. We partnered with, um, we have a career coach. We have, um, a travel massage uh, therapist who will come to your home or office. Um, we have a nutritionist that specifically focuses on women and especially she, she like even more niche, um, gets into, breastfeeding mothers and the types of nutrition that they need. Oh, my word. Yeah. So, you know, rather than maybe – um, so, you know, say your friend who's maybe had a lot of trouble getting pregnant,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> finally
1: gets pregnant, has the kid, rather than getting them the stuffed animal that everybody else is getting mm-hmm. them, you get them this lovely congratulatory card and a consultation with Ebeth, our nutrition consultant, mm-hmm. around breastfeeding mothers. So it's they're meant to do things in a little bit different way in that. And then the nonprofits, the services, or so those are the services, the nonprofits, the resources, the mm-hmm. resources, um, We don't know everything. (laughs) We don't know everything that your friends need. And so we partner with local um, crisis hotlines, with um, domestic violence, um, you know, domestic violence shelters, um, Al-Anon, all those sorts of things, where if you have somebody who's going through something, you don't have to fix it, but you can help get them pointed Mm -hmm. in the right direction. So bring all those things together. Um, And... As long as that was going to be good for her soul, I went ahead and decided I'd be the chief goodness officer there too. <laughs> so again, when you own the titles and the companies, you can do
0: kind of whatever you want. I just want like list that on a resume. Like I just like it's like okay, this company, I'm chief goodness officer, but yeah. I'm also chief goodness right. officer at this other establishment that I also created.
1: So it's interesting you asked that. Um, I hadn't had to update my resume for a while till that's I came on board here at AIA. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, shit, I guess I gotta <laughs> do that." Um, and so, I typically on a professional resume, I leave off good for her soul because that's not typically relevant to what I'm doing. Yeah, but. Um, I do have my consulting on there. Mm-hmm. So, but I also now my resume isn't chronological. it is in based on skill area because I that's one of the things that I have learned over the course of my career. I'm not one thing. I'm not mm-hmm. a teacher, and that's my career path. Yeah, I'm not a scientist studying this particular you know area of research, and that's where I'm going to be. I do a lot of things or none of the things. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure which one it is yet. So it is interesting to try to explain to people
0: all the things I do so that's a really really long introduction no but that's to like what I the do best. no but here's the thing <laughs> we're ladies Yeah. last time I checked and because tomorrow who knows And I feel like we are, like, so much more than just, like, one thing that, say, is, like, written across our forehead or, you know, on our resume. So I love that you gave the long introduction because, like, that's, you're like, I am a long introduction type lady. And that's Six words are not going to do it for me. Yeah, no, but that's okay. And I feel like that's how we should all be. I am more than my six words. Right? Settle in. I got seven minutes for you. Yeah, I do. Just what I need to tell you about who I am and what my life is. Thank you. No, I really very much appreciate that. Well, and that's even just work, right?
1: That doesn't even get into. I value my personal life for all the other things I'm over there. It's just, yeah, that's just
0: the work. I feel like, so I was doing an interview with um, another person um, and she talked and we were talking about the fact that, especially here in DC, like we focus on so much of like what we do versus Mm -hmm. who we are. Mm -hmm and realizing that we can't talk about what we do until we know who we are mm-hmm. because that plays into what we do absolutely and it's like if it's what you're passionate about and so i love that you have these different titles and these different positions and these different jobs and like everything <laughs> but it all comes back to like what you want to do and like who you are because so ai is like the architects american institute, institute of architects yep. there we go yep and i i I feel like it's like she has no business with architect like no I don't I don't home. they don't let me work with the architects I'm not allowed to play with the members I'm just allowed to play with the people who play with the members exactly but I think like when you hear that title because I remember when you first so I so I met Catherine because she came to speak at a, a women's leadership fellowship program that I was part of, part of and um, I remember when I first heard where you work like the this this hustle The day job. Uh, the, the day, day job, job the day hustle yeah, yeah. I was like, "What's her title, again? <laughs> like, Because it didn't it didn't make sense to me, and I was like very confused because I was like, "She's not an architect."
1: Nope. I know that. God, nobody wants me designing anything close to a building or something <laughs> you're going to try to inhabit.
0: I was just like very confused for. I was like, "What does that mean?" Um, but yeah, but you get to have this really cool title that. Brings your skills together, and you—I know you helped design this role. Yep. So if you can help talk about that a little bit, because yeah. you weren't originally supposed to be this no, role. No, no,
1: That's that's absolutely correct. So I I've been consulting here um, for a couple years, and how I came to actually be consulting is one of my favorite stories about women helping other women too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was getting ready. For a job transition, I had to leave a job that I loved, love, love, loved because I was on my feet all the time and I had to come mm-hmm. back to a desk job. And I sent out this email to you know, a few, like, probably 20 people in my life yeah. who I said, here's what I'm thinking about doing, but I know lots of interesting people who do lots of interesting things. Mm-hmm. So if you have something for me, if you think there's someone I should talk to, let me know. I'm totally open to it. And almost immediately, my friend and mentor who works here, Email me and said come here we need you mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not going back to associations not into it I've done my time there and I've learned what I've learned and I think I'm ready for the next thing but I love you so definitely let's have coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's When we started talking, AI has been around at that point, they've been around for almost 160 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they were doing some repositioning so that they could do things a little bit differently than they've been doing them for the past 160 years. Times
0: are changing Right? I mean,
1: slowly. Every 160 (laughs) years or so, we want to analyze where we're at. That's right. Yeah. I don't want to move too quickly. Um, and so she had said to me, you're really good with teams and Mm -hmm. you're really good at moving things forward and getting things done and identifying what needs to happen. And I think we need that here. She said, I don't have a job, um, but I just know we need you. Mm -hmm. And that was so empowering and such a cool connection to have made. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up consulting here on their repositioning efforts. And I, at the time when I started, I started straddling, the member world because they were doing some of the repositioning there and mm-hmm. then the staff world because no one had done anything with the staff. And then the longer I was here, the more the member piece fell off and they wrapped that up and mm-hmm. I got to focus on the staff. And so after about 2 years of being here really focusing on that um and then you know in the type of consulting I was doing with them I was here on site most days um really building the engagement efforts and after 2 years it was like okay You only either need to commit to this (laughs) or wrap it up. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted them to commit to it. (laughs) But, you know, when you have 220 staff people, they know where you're putting your dollars and your resources. And it's a really powerful message to say, we're hiring a brand new position in HR who's just focused on your engagement Mm -hmm. as employees. And not, yeah, we're going to throw some consulting dollars at this. Mm -hmm. But, hey, we've been doing that. And we realized this is a thing now. This is a thing we want to commit to. Um, So I helped them craft a job description without any intention of taking it. Um, Mm -hmm. I was going to do a mix of some other things and keep consulting for other clients and focus on good rehearsal and do some other things life has that funny way of happening Mm -hmm. (laughs) to you and it turned out that it was going to be more beneficial for me to have a full-time job Mm -hmm. so I had to come back and say hey you know this job I haven't had any interest (laughs) in. (laughs) I totally was willing to help Mm -hmm. you hire for somebody else kind of like to throw my uh my name in the ring. For that, it's. I'm actually really glad it worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no way mean to imply that this was my second choice, or I was forced mm-hmm. into taking it. It just. It wasn't the plan. And so often things don't work out as we plan, and that's okay. <laughs> that's. I. I was interviewing for it, and one of the folks who asked me what my five. And one of the folks asked me what my five-year plan was, and I said, "I have no idea. I have no idea what my five-year plan is. That's just not how I work. Mm-hmm. Um, if." I I don't know if this job will be here in a year or two or if it'll still make sense for me to be here and she was saying well of course it'll be here in a year or two I said you have no idea there's another economic downturn it's often those internal positions that are cut Mm -hmm. and knock on wood I'm hoping that that doesn't happen but Mm -hmm. you know I'll stay here for as long as it makes sense as long as I can provide value to the organization as long as the organization makes sense for me in my life and that might be three years might be seven years might be ten I
0: don't know we'll see what happens do you feel like that was like a powerful statement to kind of make? Cause I don't know if they would have the confidence to walk into it. Right. If you'd be like, what's your five year plan? I don't really know. It's like, maybe this position won't be here. It will. No, it won't like telling like, them their business. You, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> um, it's
1: so what I have found is that's how I'm going to roll. And if that doesn't work, with the organization, it's not gonna be a good fit for either one of us. Mm. For some people, that's really important. For some people, they want to have, and I'm, and I'm a planner, having said this all, yeah. I'm a planner! <laughs> but it, you know, have had I planned things out in my life, um, I would be an attorney right now, because um, I was gonna move to D.C., go to law school, mm-hmm. and then do something as an attorney. <laughs> But clearly, law. yeah, I call it law, law. I'm just do, do the law, <laughs> um, but that didn't happen, and thank God, thank God that this didn't happen that way because I've had much cooler adventures, I've gotten to do lots of different things um. And so, I also, I mean, it helps when you have crafted the job description. You're pretty, yes. like, you go in with a level of confidence and you've really been doing the job for the past couple of years or, you know, I mean, so I don't mean to just be like, yeah, just roll on it and that's it. Say whatever. But know. it it does help. It does help. But they absolutely interviewed other people for the position mm-hmm. and my boss is totally open about that. And I was like, yeah, you should see who else is out there. You absolutely should.
0: But like at the same time. Yeah. You made the position, like you know. So what? I I guess I'm wondering. Like, I mean, there totally could have been someone who was like more, yeah, stellar than you. Do you feel like, in a weird way, it was like a show, or do you feel like they genuinely were like, okay, we really do have to be like intentional about this? And I feel like no, I feel like it was due diligence. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, they put it out there, and you you
1: do need to see what's out yeah. there. I was gonna be hard to compete with. But that doesn't mean that people shouldn't try. And it doesn't mean that they shouldn't have seen if there was a better fit. You know, we were pretty. That's one of the things I will say. um, I I adore my boss. And there's not often you get to test drive your boss for two years before you take a job. (laughs) Like that was also. Mm -hmm. um, And I knew that I wanted to come work for him and work with what he was trying to do here. But we were really open throughout the process. And I appreciated that because at some point it seemed like it was taking a while. It's like, look, how clear do I, you know, there's always plan B because you have to have plan B. How serious do I need to be about that? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I don't think very serious, but you should always have plan B. And I think that's true. Um, but, yeah, I was I was going to be hard to compete with, and not in an arrogant way. But I knew the organization. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. I knew what the job needed. And I mm-hmm. had been really fortunate enough to work with people who had already placed their faith in me. Yeah, And when you're talking about employee engagement, trust is a big factor in mm-hmm. that. So yeah, they could have gone with someone else, but it was gonna take somebody that much longer to build up trust. And having said that, there are people here who don't like me and don't think I do my job mm-hmm. in the way they do. And that's fine. Because if I'm pleasing two hundred and twenty people, I'm probably doing something wrong. Which means I'm not <laughs> it means I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. if I'm making two hundred and twenty
0: people happy. Do you feel like it do you feel there was some type of transition from you coming like going from the consulting Mm -hmm. to like this whole time was that like a big adjustment or who just like well i'm gonna show up (laughs) on monday like you know like because it's like you're essentially doing the same thing kind of thing but it um that's a
1: no that's a great question and there were some aspects of it that were very much the same my day-to-day life was still similar i was on site more often you know and my schedule wasn't entirely my own anymore um having said that though again one of the reasons I came to work with my boss is he gets the he gets out of my way he gets out of my way I support him in what he needs mm. but he his philosophy is very much I hire good people who do what they do and then I try to stay back' it's like
0: I have work to do <laughs>
1: yeah he's got I mean he's got other stuff to do we we're just having that conversation today about uh, decision making and mm-hmm. rather than reorganizing and or you know rather than organizing an organization, and structuring an organization around just moving boxes, it should be organized around decision-making. And Mm -hmm. where do decisions need to be made? made, At what level? What type of decisions? And who can make what sorts of decisions? Mm -hmm. So that not everyone at the top is making all the decisions, which is
0: fascinating to me because that's part of empowering people. I think it's true because I feel like too often, and I've seen this so much in... Current work that I'm doing and and work that I've done previously, it's like I need 20 more people to sign off on this. That I was like, guys, but here's the thing: it's two weeks now
1: that and it's, it's a, a catering order. Why well, do I need 20 people to sign off on my catering it's like, order? <laughs>
0: it's like, well, we sent it to so and so, and then so they got to send it. So I was like, this feels mm. like a lot, and I feel like there's so much more I could have gotten done mm. in this time period. And then when it comes, I think my biggest thing is like. Uh, one of my engineers i i was like making these um like media presentation stuff and uh they had to be approved like every like every time we made a batch of edits you know you uh-huh. send it has to be approved so it's like oh we like it but like we have to send it to so and so who's like above them and because they're so busy mm-hmm. my little media presentation <laughs> you know is like very, priority 87 yeah it's priority <laughs> 87 so it's just like which it's something they asked me to do but at the same time you have 85,000 things that you also need to take care of why don't we just give them like the final product <laughs>
1: Right, and that's and if they and if it's on fire, they'll yes. tell us that those changes need to be made instead of
0: every day.
1: <laughs> I make a batch of edits. <laughs> well, and it's see, it's interesting that all I think to me ties back to the, the biggest difference um, from consulting to being on staff. As a consultant, I could only recommend things, mm-hmm. and as a staff person, I got to do things. Oh, so right, so it was nice. So all these things I kind of been talking about doing. You know, and there's a lot about consulting that's attractive. And the oh, I'm just going to recommend and come in with my yeah. big brain, and then you just ah. Um, which is not the way that I like to do it. But then coming in as a staff person, all of a sudden I had, I had budget, I had responsibility. Mm-hmm. I could move things forward. And I already knew the inner workings of the organization. So I didn't have to spend that time getting up to speed. So that was a, that was a switch that I wasn't entirely prepared for, but God, it was good.
0: <laughs> it was really nice. <laughs> Cause was it kind of like, oh, I really want to do this event. Man, I gotta wait, and then you're like, "Oh, wait! I don't have I to." I can just do oh, it. I'm yeah. gonna go down to the Party City and get me some, get me some balloons. Because yeah. that's a huge. That's a huge shift. So yeah. what? So did you start Good for the Soul mm-hmm. before you came onto AIA? Right. That it was... was right about
1: the same time. Oh, okay. It was right about the same
0: time. And so, what were you doing before? So right
1: before that, the job I had to leave, um, mm-hmm. I was running a shoe store for that's my favorite, right. for my right. very favorite shoe designer, John Plubog.
0: F-L-U-E-V-O-G. Because you know everybody wants to go <laughs> yes, check it out now. because her shoes, <laughs> honestly, honestly, I feel like for the advertisement eventually for this episode, I just want to take a picture of your shoes it's versus... A, I'll, I'll send you a picture of the closet. Thank, thank you. It's, it's great. Your shoes are phenomenal. Anyway. Picture,
1: <laughs> the important thing. Yes. Important um, things. Well, and that was... It's interesting. Um, that was one of the things... You know, I'd been in the nonprofit community. Mm-hmm. I had my master's in public administration with a nonprofit concentration. And then I left and went and sold shoes. <laughs> uh, it was really, that was something I really wanted to do. I was really feeling burnt out. And I was like, where do I like to spend my time? In the <laughs> Hell yes, I do. <laughs> in the and, Well, and FooVlog is, like, I couldn't, I didn't want to go work retail. There were actually, there were two companies. That I was applying for. Mm-hmm. I was um, because Fluvog was opening their store here in DC and there was one management position opening. <laughs> like, so that was it. Um, and I had to try to figure out how to convince them that this woman with a strong nonprofit background in membership mm-hmm. and governance yeah. was who they needed mm-hmm. to open and run their retail operation here. Um, so that was really interesting. Um, but I was applying there and then I also applied at the container store for management there because damn if I don't love the container store they do <laughs> honestly wait where is <laughs> I, <That's> after we're <laughs>
0: we'll talk we'll talk yeah because I do love you can spend hours in the container hours store and
1: thousands of dollars
0: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> it's just everything is so organized <laughs> they have a solution for a problem I didn't know I had it's so but good you're like, Ooh, but now that, yeah, now that- <laughs> I'm gonna organize the shit out of that <laughs> So, and I, I, cause I started thinking about where do I like to spend my time? And, you know, during my 45 minute introduction, the thread, (laughs) the thread in all these things is that people are at the center of what I like to do, Mm -hmm. whether it's consulting, whether it's learning and development here, whether it's good for her soul and focusing on women. I think we lose a lot of that. I think we get so focused on Mm -hmm. turning product out the door and all those things um, that we often lose sight of how we need to take care of ourselves and each other, and so that's that thread. And as I was looking at where do I want to spend my time, you know, people are like, God, "You're interviewing at the Container Store?" Like, yes, because people love it. Everyone's happy to be there. They're interesting. They have such a fascinating um, hiring philosophy, mm-hmm. um, and I really respect them as a company. And their, their whole philosophy is um, you hire one great person to do the work that three good people could do. And so when you go into the container store, their staff is always so damn helpful. <laughs> and they're great. And so it's just like, I would like to spend my time mm-hmm. with these people and around organizing things. That would uh, be great. Dude, that
0: discount, man. Because you mm-hmm. you're like, I didn't know I needed a storage unit
1: for this. And yeah, but sudden, I do now. Yes. So, and then Fluvog is a company. um, It's not just about shoes. They are, there's a whole Fluvogger community and it attracts a certain type of, they're not your like basic black pumps. I mean, these Mm. shoes are, they're out there. Um, They have a really fun, whimsical design. John puts messages on the bottoms of all his shoes. Mm. It attracts a certain type of person. And it would be really fun to have some people come in the store that was in Georgetown and some of us some of them would give us a very snotty look. Very snooty, like <laughs> what is this? It's
0: in Georgetown. <laughs> well, cause they're expect cause they're expecting like
1: button up, you know, like, yeah. oh, this is where I come to get my you know, it just wasn't what they were expecting. We had too much fun, we had too many colors, mm. too many crazy heels. Um, and then you'd have other people wander and it was like they'd come home to find the mothership. <laughs> and we would just spend, we'd literally spend hours just trying on shoes. And it was never I mean, yes, we were trying to sell shoes because it's a mm. business. But that was never the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal was always to have an experience in the store that you felt good with. And if you happen to walk away with shoes at the end of it, great. If you don't, that's okay because you had a really good time with us. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really fun, and I loved it. And I had an amazing team. I had some of the best people that I've met through there, both at the store and at headquarters. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it was really fun. So that's what I was doing Before I, I came in, shoes—that
0: sounds like such a like such a story on Lifetime. <laughs> like <laughs> the shoes, the Catherine that story. Yeah, she was like, I was I was feeling burnt out, and I thought to myself, shoes, and then yep. I was just wound up in like you know. Oh, I did. But your shoes are really great, though. <laughs> Thank you, and they're Like I can't. I mean, I
1: I buy them. The yes. dog designs them, <laughs> but they're just and they're fun conversation pieces and. Uh, They're all beautiful. They're handmade. They're love. It's just great. So, and it's a product that I really believe in, an experience I really believed in. So, that Mm. was
0: really fun. (laughs) So, I think, because I feel like that's something that doesn't get talked about enough, at least in my opinion, is like, it's something that I believe in and I kind of made it work and it's not necessarily, I guess, what people thought.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would be doing
0: because like how like you know your mom called you and was like it was my dad you <laughs> your dad yeah yeah, like, yeah. it would also be my dad as yeah well. um, <laughs> like, um so what do you mean that you're gonna leave your job what do you mean that? right um, right you want to do what well it was
1: always really fun and actually my parents were my parents were supportive but they're mm-hmm. also used to me at this point being like here's a weird thing I'm gonna do yeah <laughs> my mom is so sweet she um they are they're really lovely and supportive. Uh, but my mom, is always, she'll talk about how um, I am less risk adverse than she is, <laughs> and that's the way she puts it. She's like, you have a higher risk tolerance than yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's my mom. Yeah. Well. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was fun when people would come in. Because we were in Georgetown, a lot of people would come in doing college visits, mm-hmm. Um and so they'd be looking at, you know, Georgetown, GW, American. Yeah. So they tell you, we go through this. I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, you know, GW is where I got my master's. Yeah. And they would be like, really? Like, yeah, I'm down oh, yeah. on the floor. I'm tying their shoelaces. <clears> like, <throat> I'm working with them on selling their shoes. And I'm like, yes, that's where I got my master's. And they're like, that's so interesting. Because you could see, like, you would see it on their yeah.
0: faces.
1: Like, and you're doing this. Just by choice.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, and yes. like you have, there wasn't nothing happen. Like, no, we call like, somebody, was, get Michael Moore on the foot? Like, yeah, what is that? What, what <laughs> so, that was always kind of fun for me. So. Because I feel like it's, it's, I feel like we're taught from such a young age about the trajectory of our passions mm-hmm. and what it has to look like. And then it's like, if you have this passion, then you can't do this.
1: No. Kind of thing. And one, an achievement. Yes. And what are you achieving? How much money are you making?
0: What's your title? How many times have you been
1: promoted there? It's so easy to get
0: caught up in that.
1: Do you feel like because
0: you've been, like, a working lady for so long that you can... No, it's so long. <laughs> I mean, I mean that the best. No, it's totally fine.
1: There are some days I feel like I'm working for 14 minutes and then there are some days I'm like, I've been working for 78 years.
0: Yes. I yeah. like I mean that in the no, best way. I know you do. Uh, like, you know, I'm not... <laughs> I've had the experience. <laughs> yes. You've more experience than I, who is still currently getting my master's, but like, do you feel that you can create your own title like in that in that sense in that you could have you can go into that meeting be like I don't know what I'm gonna do because I still feel like even if I roll like that Mm -hmm. because I feel like we all are secretly bsing when interviews ask us where are we gonna be in five years but none of us have that confidence and I wonder like is like you know 22 year old you gonna say that no you know? absolutely
1: no 22 year old would not have 22 year old me absolutely
0: would not have said that
1: mm-hmm. a 22 year old me would have told you I was going to law school something <laughs> like that that's what was happening and I think that that's a really I mean you've absolutely hit on something there that there is a confidence that comes with having done all of these things
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think for me not being in one path so our members you know they're architects they go to architecture school mm-hmm. then they do their you know um they do their hours afterwards and they take all their licensing exams mm-hmm. like they're on this track and they're on this track and mm-hmm. that's what they're going to do and for me not having that track has been terrifying at sometimes it's like what do I do how do mm-hmm. I explain who I am and what my skills are um, but on the other hand it's been really liberating because I know I can do a lot of different things mm-hmm. um having said that in a certain lane again, you're not going to hire me to design your home. You're not going to hire me to teach math. Mm -hmm. Like, there are lots of things you're going to not hire me to do. (laughs) But if you have something where you need a team-led, where Mm -hmm. you need a project-managed, where you need somebody coached, absolutely, you're going to hire me for those things. Um, And that was also ultimately one of the reasons I got hired at Fluvog. While I didn't Mm -hmm. have any experience with the company, I had a lot of management experience. Mm -hmm. And that was really attractive to them. And I was fortunate that my boss there looked at – all my experience and said yeah you're right she doesn't have retail but she's going to manage the shit out of the store and her team is going to be run tightly Mm -hmm. there is absolutely a confidence that comes with that one of my one of my very favorite books is Mindy Kaling's Why Not Me um, have you read it
0: by chance? No, I just Mindy Kaling.
1: Right. You're just like, oh, it's, yes. Can mm-hmm. we, does she not know we're best friends? Like, has she not gotten that It's, fine. it's fine. Well, so she talks about, and it, I loved, I loved her answer to this. At the very end of her book, um, she talks about, having gotten a question at a Q and a from someone about where did she get her confidence? Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, at the time she's like, I've been interviewed a long time. I've been traveling. she's like, I've been wearing Spanx for like 15 hours. So my girlfriend was just going to get like oh, the obligatory, so real, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, you know, I gave her some answer <laughs> about my parents. Um, who of course were lovely and a big part of it mm-hmm. she said but I've always felt really guilty kind of about half am- half asking that answer because mm-hmm. um, she said and she talks about where she does get her confidence and it resonated so much with me she talks about this mix of knowing your shit and being a little entitled but you can't be entitled until you know your shit <laughs> and know that you are going to be willing to work hard and I think that that's it, it, just, it resonated with me so much it's like absolutely I'm gonna come into this interview and tell you I don't have a five-year plan and be okay with it because I know I have the goods to back it up mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that mm-hmm. I'm gonna be able to do what it is that you need that's it's such it's such a great book but I especially just love that part of it mm-hmm. um, and I think there's so much around entitlement right now that it has yeah. a, it has a bad mm-hmm. it has a bad connotation mm-hmm. but a little entitlement when you've done the work and know that you are deserving of a job of treat how you're treating a relationship, mm-hmm. how, I mean, whatever it is, being able to say, this is what I need. Maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. And if it doesn't work for you, that's okay. I know there's somewhere else where it's going to. And being comfortable with that level of ambiguity, as my mom would say, the risk tolerance.
0: The risk tolerance. <laughs> well, because it's, It's true, because I feel like we are just someone who's in, like, their 20s, and, like, they're getting their master's, and they're attempting to apply for jobs, especially in D.C., and everybody is in a suit. It's so refreshing to, like—I don't know. I feel like like when I saw you— the first time like it was so refreshing because you came in I think you were wearing you were either jeans or they were like culotte jeans and you had the green heels on yeah, and you your were. hair was flipped out and you're wearing like this fun little jacket and I was like this is awesome because even the other women that had come in to speak in at uh to the quote co- the fellowship cohort mm-hmm. at that time they were still they weren't it wasn't like stuffy but it was still like It was button-up DC style. Yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't, like, super stuffy. I mean, some would have, like, you know, fun jewelry or some would have, like, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't what you were wearing, and I found that, and I, it was one of those moments I was like, this is so refreshing. Oh, you're very kind. No, it it really was, because I feel like so often, especially in the city, um, we don't, see that we don't see somebody kind of i don't know like being themselves in a weird way or i don't i don't even know what like the terminology like would be
1: it's so it's interesting one of the one of the partners that we work with Mm. um at good for her soul is a stylist but she's Mm. a stylist in specifically focusing on helping women embrace their power through style Mm. and who is your audience? What do you want to convey? How do you mm-hmm. want to show up? And your clothing is absolutely a part of that, whether we like it or not. Right? It mm-hmm. just is. Um, but you choose. I, I think I, I haven't always I haven't always loved fashion as much as I do now. Mm-hmm. Working at Fluvog absolutely helped <laughs> open that up for me. And but again, going to fit. Um, not not fit of clothing but Mm -hmm. fit of culture right and being able to express yourself in a place where you know like I'm not going to do well anymore in the banking Mm -hmm. world where I have worked and I've spent Mm -hmm. time there that's no longer my my style not just fashion wise but my style isn't necessarily going to be a great fit for them anymore Mm -hmm. Um, because I am more relaxed I am not as I think straight laced as they often need to be. Yeah. Um, I had, so I have, you can't see it on the podcast, but (laughs) I have these three little tattoos um, on the outside of my wrist and then one on the inside of my wrist. And that's all, that's all I have for tattoos, but they're there. And somebody was asking me here, well, aren't you worried about future employment if you have to cover them up? (sighs) I mean, A, they're on my wrist, so if I needed to, I can wear a big bracelet if I need to. Um, But what I was telling him was, at this point in my career, in my life, I'm never going to work somewhere where it's not okay for me to show these tattoos. Mm -hmm. And these tattoos are representative um, of places that I volunteer Mm -hmm. and causes that are important to me. It's the women's symbol, because I volunteered and worked on a domestic violence hotline through college Mm -hmm. and when I first moved here. It's the... um, HIV, AIDS, Red Ribbon, because that's where I spent a lot of my volunteer time and dollars um, in high school and now as an adult. Mm -hmm. More dollars now (coughs) time as a high schooler. And the semicolon for suicide prevention Mm -hmm. because I've spent almost eight years on a suicide prevention hotline. And it's my permanent charm bracelet. So any organization that's gonna have a problem with those tattoos is not gonna be a place I want to work. It's not gonna be a good fit for me. And Mm -hmm. that's okay, let's just know that up front. So I think it styles so interesting and how it plays into that and your personal style and how you show up and how you portray yourself and I, it's always that's a really interesting conversation to me.
0: There's so many places now that're kind of doing like the business casual mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. like especially if you work in the nonprofit world yep. and or somewhere a little bit more creative, but it's still a little bit button up like it's still like wear khakis guys like you know you still can't wear jeans but it doesn't have to be a suit and I and I think about that all the time because I'm like I don't number one pants like suit pants do not fit my hips <laughs> that is <laughs> the pants were designed is, by masochists. Yes, because it's just, it's never, it's like it doesn't matter what size. I just, my butt is too big and, like, I have too many curves and I shouldn't be ashamed of them. But I'm just trying to buy a nice just, suit. <laughs> like it's just You're
1: like, <laughs> I'm not ashamed by that, but I want something that's not going to spill
0: out everywhere. Yes, and it's just, like, it doesn't matter what size. It's like, it's either too big in the way. Like, it's just chaos anyway. Yes. But yes. I, think, I think about that or I think about the spaces that I one day want to work with work in if they're like a little bit more like political or a little bit more professional Mm -hmm. if I you know especially because I do policy analysis and and I know eventually not event I mean I do want to work non-profits but you know what I'm saying like I may have to be in this sphere and it's like but I feel like I can look nice in my flower pants that I'm currently wearing like you know what I mean it's this hard because I'm like you can look Nice. You can look put together yeah you can look put together just because mm-hmm. i'm wearing jeans doesn't mean like rent not i didn't pay right. the rent and lights gone out two weeks yes. ago and and so and i i feel like i would feel more comfortable in a space that like someone who is dressed like me like me and i feel like that's something we talk about so much in our culture like oh i want to be able to like relate Mm-hmm. to you know who's running for office or or who's my boss or whatever and I feel like clothes have so much to do with that and how he cares I'm not saying you should walk in with a you know a ripped t-shirt and right chaos but
1: it I think our, our clothing and how we how we dress ourselves and how we present ourselves says more than we ever talk about mm-hmm. I I think that's it um so it's in here we went to um At AIA, we went to what we call productive workwear policy. That's our dress code. (laughs) Um, And we went to it last year. And it's fascinating because it really is. um, It's dress for the day you're going to have. If you are here working in the office, you're not seeing members, you're not presenting, you're not speaking to anybody, go ahead and wear jeans. It's fine because you're still just as smart when you (laughs) wear jeans. When I wear the Mm jeans. I know. Then if I wear my suit. Um, If you're going to be up on the hill, if you're going to be out meeting members, in, you know, in a formal setting, you may want to suit that up, like, but it was, and then, you know, there's business casual in between, if you have maybe a lunch meeting, with so it was really, it was us taking a step back and saying, you're all adults, <laughs> dress for the day you're going to have, mm-hmm. we trust you with that, here are the options now it's still dress code so don't wear your <coughs> booty shorts don't wear your crop
0: tops to work never yeah <laughs> i'm here's the thing don't wear it in general like it's just yeah booty shorts will never be comfortable i no, i just no, don't believe okay. anybody is yes. comfortable in this. god this feels really good right said <laughs> <asked>. so <laughs> like, no one ever No one yes. no one anyway
1: right that's and so there have been a couple people who really still like dressing it for work mm-hmm. i mean i probably can count on the number of I'm probably kind on of one hand the number of times I've worn jeans to work. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not a staple in my wardrobe because I like more. I love dresses. I love fun pattern pants. Like, yeah. But that's my style and that's okay. I fit in productive workwear. I am dressing for the day I'm going to have
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm going to feel better about it. But if I am, um, you know, we had a clean out day a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I wore jeans for clean out day because <laughs> like, that's the day I was going to have. So this has been a lot about clothing, which was not all no, my but intention. It, what, what are you talking <laughs> But it's still
0: you, and that's what's important. I told yeah. you, it's all about you. Oh, yeah, thank God. <laughs> it says everybody listening. Yeah, I <laughs> like no. no, but I mean, who doesn't love fashion? Because if you look crappy...
1: Yeah, I you're going to feel crappy. And this, I was having this discussion with somebody else, too, Another, a male friend of mine. I was like, here's my question. Do dudes do this? Like, if I have a really long day... Or I have a trying day or if I have a meeting that I know, like, Mm. I need to feel good for. I'm going to make sure I'm wearing a dress I feel really good in. Mm -hmm. Because, like, a pair of shoes that I feel like it kicks mass in. Like, I'm going to suit up for that day Mm -hmm. in that way. And he's like, yeah, no.
0: (laughs) So I, I don't know what I feel like he's one line. I know um, because I, know. I definitely <laughs> have guy friends that are like, okay, but like, does this look good? Or they like do the, de- and like guys, it's not that serious. We're stepping out of the house. I will never forget. I um, what movie were we seeing? I think we were seeing um, the last Batman movie. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so this was years and years ago. Um, it was a minute. It was a, it was a hot minute. Yeah, and I and I remember we were almost, like, I was just going out with a bunch of friends, and uh, we were late because my friend David took so long to get dressed. Like, we had left him, went to the movie theater, and he showed. I was like, dude, who are you getting dressed for? Are we going to be in the dark? <laughs> <And> <laughs> Granted, he's an extreme of example. An amazing <laughs> outfit that you <laughs> now put Four hours into concocting, like what? What is this? Granted, he's like he's always been that way. So like that's a different. That's new. Yeah, that's like an extreme example. Mm -hmm. But like, I see a lot of other guys do that, and I feel like there's sometimes. I'm like, I don't really care how I look. I'm just trying to roll out the house. I'm trying to get some groceries. Yeah. (laughs) I'm never trying to dress up for groceries. But I I feel like that does, or like that confidence in your style, Mm -hmm. or even the confidence to feel like you don't have to dress up all the time. Because that took me a while, too, to get to that point of like, not necessarily dressing up, but always looking like...
1: I'm perfectly put together and polished and everything
0: is in place. Even if it's loungewear, I look very... Yeah. You know, I can vogue at any point in time. I mean, so, sometimes you got to be prepared. You never <laughs> you know when you need to vogue. You don't know what's so going to happen. But yeah, I feel like that really does say I feel like when you get to that point where you don't not that you don't care about how you look, but like when you, you care how you
1: look for yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, that to me that's what it is. Yeah. And and if I feel comfy, then everybody should feel comfortable. Yeah. You you so you found your place here at mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Which is not something you would think. No, nope, wasn't a, wasn't yeah, the plan. <laughs> wasn't the plan. And then you had good for Vessel. The mm-hmm. And then you just like, were like, I need another passion <laughs> project. And you did good time. for Hersey. <laughs> I got nothing but time. It's 40 hours, whatever. Yeah. And you were like, I'm going to make this other passion project.
1: So a very good friend of mine who, as long as I've known her, she's that person who I was always like, oh, I have this business idea and this yeah. business yeah. idea. This yeah. business oh, idea. yes. We
0: talked about this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's
1: never been me. I'm mm-hmm. like, I have this one idea. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is the one idea I had. And I think it, I think the world, I think it, I think it needs to happen. I think the world needs it. I think I need to put it out there mm-hmm. and who knows, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but I know I want to try it because I think it's important mm-hmm. enough to give voice to. It was at a time where I was consulting so I wasn't mm-hmm. working um, I wasn't working full- time here and I mm-hmm. had more flexibility with my schedule. but it gave me a chance to pull together five women who I really respect um, mm-hmm. and enjoy working with as my board. That was really fun. I really like teams. I work better with other people mm-hmm. than solo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was also a good way for me to pull in other people, see people I valued, get really good ideas outside my own my own head it was just I really wanted to do it and it's interesting much like you talk about this podcast gives you a chance to talk with people that you wouldn't maybe normally get to sit down with or have conversations Mm -hmm. in a focused way that you wouldn't normally get to I ended up getting to talk to some really amazing women I love the service providers we have Mm -hmm. and it was interesting um, as we started talking about as I started talking about the company People would say, "Oh, you have to meet so and so," or "I yeah. really want to introduce you to so and so." And about half the service providers we have um, are people that I knew and am experienced with, and then half, the other half are, are recommendations mm-hmm. and from other people. Now, one of the things that we do a good for her soul is we do try all the products and services ourselves. So you got massages, is what you're saying. I mean, saying. if I have to, <laughs> if I have to sacrifice myself and get a massage, mm-hmm. yes, I do. Right. I'll do. I'll do that. I mean. Tough life. Um, She was fantastic. (laughs) So um, it's really fun to watch other women light up talking about other women that they think are fascinating and doing cool things. And just when I was like, oh, this is another thing I need to do. It's on my list. I would have a conversation and I would feel so energized from talking to these women and getting really excited and you know people when I tell about the company they're like oh that's really cool and so it was fun to be able to talk about it so it was it was an idea I'd had years ago I was like all right it's finally time to just try this give it Mm -hmm. some legs what's the worst thing that happens the worst thing that happens in this is I've invested some of my time and my money and I've learned some things
0: Mm
1: -hmm. that's the worst that happens (laughs) okay and that was (laughs) And again, those are risks I was willing to take. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm willing to risk so much money <laughs> up
0: to <laughs> oh, Yeah, it's not like we're out here right. making it you rain. <laughs> right.
1: So I was like, all right, this is what I'm willing to invest in. This. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm comfortable with that, let's figure it out. So it was it was fun. And I really wanted – it was something I really wanted to do. And it's something I feel strongly about and feel passionately about. Um, and having said that, it's a lot now. Um, I consult Really not at all. I just did a retreat mm-hmm. for somebody last week. Um, but that's a lot fewer and farther between now. Mm-hmm. But I keep up that business. I keep up that LLC because yeah. I want the flexibility to be able to do it.
0: So you talked about your plan B before. Mm-hmm. Was that your plan B? That was part of it. That was part of the that plan That was part B, of it,
1: yeah. yep. I really I wanted to focus on um, – I would do more consulting. Mm-hmm. I'd focus on Good for Her Soul. And then I was honestly going to go back and look for another fun job like where okay where else do I go back to the container store is there Mm -hmm. another place where I like to spend some time Mm -hmm. where um, you know because consulting is is so ebb and flow and sometimes you've got a lot of clients and a lot of work and sometimes it's a quiet time for all of them so um, I've been really lucky in that all of my work has come via word of mouth Mm -hmm. and I haven't had to market Um, so I was going to figure out how to do that (laughs) Um, and you know, get some steady money in the meantime. But so yeah, that was part of that was part of Plan B, and it might still be. I
0: may still enact Plan B at mm-hmm. some point. I don't know. So what was your? In all of this, I mean, you can look at the whole span of your life. You can look at yesterday's <laughs> span. What was the chat like? The most challenging? Because I know all of this did not come like you woke up on a Tuesday. <laughs> i we like, done. I'm going to just come form a couple companies, no roll deal. out and see what happens. That's, that's a really
1: interesting question. Because I think so often when we think about the biggest challenges, it leads mm-hmm. to a story about, well, here's a time when it blew up in my face, mm-hmm. right? Um, and for me, that was much, that hasn't been the biggest issue. The biggest challenge for me was my own brain. <laughs> yeah. And... What happens if this doesn't last for forever? Mm-hmm. I was so concerned about. Okay, if I decide I I want to consult, and I hang my little shingle out there, mm. if I if I'm not doing this in five years, are people going to think that I'm a failure? Mm. If I don't build this and it turns it into an empire and I have consultants working for me, like, what if? What happens if in five years this is, that was the biggest. That was the biggest challenge for me, is working through that and finally getting to a place where it was, it will be fine if in five years, this is not what I'm doing anymore. And so giving myself permission to adjust the plans. Mm -hmm. um, Because again, I'm a planner. I'm a driven person. I like success. I like to achieve things. And, but being comfortable with what success would look like to me mm-hmm.
0: and finally
1: just deciding I wasn't going to give a damn if someone was like, wait, I thought you were consulting. What happened to that? Yeah. You know, okay. and there's there's a lot of that, I think, in in the consulting world around, well, wait, you were consulting and then you went full time. Like, what mm-hmm. happened? Could you not make it? Could you not hack it? And the people who are going to think that, fine, think that. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to be people who I'm going to put a lot of stock in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be Okay. Think whatever you think, but giving myself permission to be like, I will do this for as long as it makes mm-hmm. sense for me. That's the biggest challenge, the biggest challenge. Um, and it's still for good for her soul. We've been quiet for a little bit because um, mm-hmm. I've been dealing with a lot in my personal and professional life, and mm-hmm. that's taken a back seat. And that's been really hard for me to be like, no, but this was the plan. We're you know we were posting vlogs you know twice a month or twice a week, and this is what was happening. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened for a couple months, and it's okay. <laughs> the world is still spinning on mm-hmm. its axis it is hmm. right i mean it's weird right yeah. you didn't feel that that gravitation just stop, <laughs> and that it's okay if it doesn't look exactly like what you thought it would look like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and letting go of that because i'm not great
0: at the letting go girl you are preaching <laughs> to the choir to, to all the choirs to all, all the choirs the choirs. Yeah. So the last question that yeah. um, we like to ask all our guests are, um, well, is. You're right. <laughs> 17 questions. Uh, Here we go. Words, man. That's hard. Um, <laughs> so last question like to ask all the guests is, um, what do you think a woman is or how do you define womanhood? Huh. Uh,
1: so the first thing that comes to mind when you say, what is a woman is, any damn thing she wants, like that. <laughs> and I think, and that's and that's my answer for womanhood too. Is again, any damn thing you want it to be, because I think we get so bogged down in the things that we should do, the things we should be, how we mm-hmm. should act, and that's exhausting. And mm-hmm. we spend so much time shoulding all over ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> and that. For a lot of women for I shouldn't say a lot for some women that they want to be Mothers and that to them is part mm-hmm. of what their journey is. That's not a part of my journey and I've had to answer a lot of questions about that people feel really entitled to ask Whether or not you want kids and whether or not you'll change your mind And mm-hmm. No, no just wait till you meet the right man and you'll change your mind like you've never known the love and that's great And I'm so happy that they are happy with their children <laughs> They should have their children. I'm gonna not have their children because that works out well for everybody.
0: And because that's called kidnapping, right? That, that's a, that's illegal. That's illegal. We don't, that's called kidnapping. We don't, we don't, we don't, don't do that. support that. We anyway, don't, we don't condone that. So
1: for some women, that's really important. And for some women, having a career is really important. For some people, for some women, blowing off all adult responsibilities and going and traveling because you need that time for yourself is what's important. Mm. And so really any damn thing that you want it to be is to me what being a woman is about and figuring out what that looks like in your life, figuring out what that looks like in your space, mm-hmm. um, and figure out what makes sense for you and not worrying about conforming to what other people want or expect. Um, and I think that the natural kind of build on that for me is womanhood <laughs> mm-hmm. is, women supporting other women in whatever choices work for them. Mm -hmm. And stop trying to validate your own choices because somebody else made the same choice Mm. or stop feeling bad about yourself because someone didn't make the same choice as you did. It's all okay. (laughs) We, The only person who knows what's right for you is you. And far be it from me to come in and say... You know what? You really shouldn't have kids because here are all the amazing, awesome, baller (laughs) things you get to do. If you want to have kids, go and have kids. If you want a five-year plan and that's what makes you feel comfortable, plan the shit out of that. Have the most amazing five-year plan and have that scripted out because that makes you feel good. And that's what brings you confidence and comfort and peace in your space. Do that. If you want to live in a group house with other roommates because you enjoy having other people around you, if you want to live in a solid... So stop... So stopping judging everybody else based on what you would do. Mm -hmm. I think that's, to me, the next logical step is womanhood, is women supporting each other in what makes sense for them.
0: That's such a good answer. (laughs) I don't... Is it no because that's the thing it's like I don't want to define who yeah. you know and so it's so important to get that perspective and that's why I, you know I ask every single person what they well, think that means and now
1: they- I have to go back and listen to what other people said too because I listen <laughs> to one of the podcasts and I gotta go back and listen
0: to the other answers. everybody else says yeah. all right thank you so much we are gonna take a short break and then we will be right back All right, everybody, and we are back. It's your host, Natalia, and I'm here with Catherine, and we're here to do a segment called Tips and Tricks, and this particular one is going to be focusing on one of my most hated things (laughs) um, because I don't know how to do it. It's called networking. (laughs)
1: So (laughs) I'm laughing because it's so funny to me that you who talk about how much you love your podcast because you get to talk to other people (laughs) says you hate networking guess what you're networking I don't mean to spoil it for you but you're networking we're networking right now right now we're networking all over the place
0: And networked over so there. Everywhere,
1: everywhere. Well, and so that's that's what's so funny to me. And it does. It's Networking is one of those words that has such a negative connotation, the mm. stigma. And people are like, oh, I hate it. And I think it's because when you think of the word networking – you think of this horrible, um, windowless ballroom <laughs> where they're really, there's really bad beer and wine and everybody's like throwing their business cards at you yeah. trying to like, what can you do for me? What's going on? Yeah. That type of networking sucks. That's really, that that's painful. Um, but it is, it's networking is something that I think it's, it's a word that needs to be reclaimed. <laughs> it's a very powerful world. Reclaiming networking. Yes, reclaim networking. <laughs> um, I, do, I get that question a lot about, well, how do I network? How do I build my network? Mm-hmm. And again, the the secret to having a network is that it's full of people. <laughs> and when you take away the really scary word of networking, it's just about making connections with people. Mm-hmm. And so I think about the places that I've gotten in my life because of who I know, who I was willing to reach out to, who I've been able to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And that's really fun is being able to also connect people. So my first um, perhaps ticker, tip or trick is to stop saying you hate networking because <laughs> <laughs> the secret is you actually really like it um but to actually and I, I say that in jest right but it's really to switch your mindset out of this windowless ballroom with mm. a bunch of skeezy I usually picture used car salesman dudes in this particular a bad ties there's a lot of bad ties <laughs> yeah bad ties bad chardonnay mm-hmm. like nobody I can, I'm not about that I'm not about that <laughs> So, but to think about how you want to build your network, whether you're doing it online, whether you're doing it in person, whether you are um, asking to meet friends of friends, however Mm -hmm. you do that. And so, again, using you as an example, Natalia, right? So, like, (laughs) I came and spoke, and you were like, hey, you're someone I'd like to talk with. Can we have coffee? Again, networking. (laughs) (laughs) you're, You're networking all over the place. What you don't
0: understand is, like, Denise has been... Forcing me for months at right. that point. So good. It's good, right? <laughs> to branch out. Well, yeah, because I was like, she's super cool. Like, I don't do any of the stuff that she does. <laughs> and look, we had coffee. Nobody died. I mean, really,
1: we're both still here to tell the story. We get to do a cool podcast. This is We do get to do a podcast. Right. As one of the cool things. But being able to, I think, look at being, I, being comfortable with the fact that also – everyone likes to be asked for advice <laughs> and so when you are looking at building your network mm-hmm. everyone likes to be seen as an expert so when you find someone you're like oh that's interesting that's in a field i'd like that's at a mm-hmm. company i'd like being able to just say hey can i buy you a cup of coffee and hear about your experience um you know there's a particular question i'd like to ask you that's always really helpful especially when you're dealing with busy people who, yeah you know it's like this is, you know, I'd love to take a half hour of your time. I'd love to ask you about this particular question. Um, can I meet you someplace that's close to your office? Right there, that's your trifecta of, I'm going to say yes, because you've already set me up as an expert. You're coming to me. And yeah, 30 minutes of my time. You know, I don't have seven hours, but like it's being very specific about what you're asking. And then, you know, the conversation, being able to ask what you asked for in the end, saying... You know, is there anyone else you think I should talk to? I'm, you know, here are the things I'm interested in or that sort of thing. Being able to ask questions. Again, that's networking. It's really specific, but it's much less scary. You're looking at what skills you want to build, what connections you want to make. Um, you know, so, you know, oh, networking through LinkedIn. Also, I don't ever accept anyone on LinkedIn I haven't met in person. And I know there's a lot of the world who networks that way. Yeah. I personally don't because for me if say you go on to my LinkedIn profile Mm -hmm. and you're like oh hey I noticed you're connected to so-and-so at this company because you introduced me to them if I've never met them I'm not going to vouch for them I'm not going to put you in that position with them um and I think that who you see I'm connected to online says something about me and the sort of company that I keep and Mm -hmm. if I don't know you I can't personally vouch for you yeah I'm not going to attach myself to you in that way (laughs) like it's just that's a little too risky for me Mm -hmm. um so, but again, other people do it. It's just
0: that, like we were talking about earlier, good for you, not for me. Well, yeah, because I'll like see like the, I'll go through like GW Bird's mm-hmm. like list and be like, oh, they kind of do something you want to do. So like, but I'll usually send them a message. Like I won't just You're like- just blind like,
1: hey, I'd like to join your network.
0: And then- I Yeah, and it. then just yes. like ghost. Like if I'm going right. to add, most of the time, Most, not all the time, because I've definitely done it where I haven't, like, written a message. But most of the time, I will be like, hey, like, I'm in Trachtenberg. Like, I saw your position. Like, it seems cool. Just so, like, they have a frame of reference as to why Why I Why you're stalking their LinkedIn profile. Yes, and not trying to be super creepy. Because I agree. Because I don't accept anybody either that I don't know. Yeah, It's a little weird. But it's also in the sense of, like, it's different in the sense of... Facebook where like Facebook you can set up where they can't see your information versus mm-hmm. LinkedIn, mm-hmm. everybody can see your information. So it's still like so you may as well accept everybody, but at the same time it's like Yeah. No,
1: and I when for me it comes down to again, who would people see I'm connected to. Yeah. And there's um you know the people who are like, oh, I have I have two thousand friends on Facebook. You can't possibly no, know two thousand yeah. people. I and maybe maybe my life is too small. Maybe my life is no, too it's small.
0: <laughs> <There's laughs> That's unrealistic. That's a high school, <laughs> like, you
1: know, right? This is a small town. This is a small rural <laughs> town. And I think what's the saying is, you are you are the conglomeration of the five people closest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thinking through how you represent yourself online. I just, that's, that's the whole thing for me. Um, but getting back to networking, right? Like being able to specifically ask people for face-to-face or if, right, they're on LinkedIn, you're going to send a message that says, Hey, I'm interested. You know, I see we both went to Trachtenberg. Like, that's great. That's an in as opposed to just the random. Um, and then, but even a question, you know, like I noticed your title is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, could you, I see from, you know, I see from your LinkedIn profile that you, you know, it's your third job at this company. What what drove you into that position or what made you decide you wanted to take that path? Um, any sort of good conversation starter. Again, networking is just conversation. <laughs> <laughs> These are, it sounds so scary, but it's really, it's just what we've been doing for the past however long now, right? And so being willing to just ask somebody for their time. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that's gonna happen is they're gonna say no or they're not gonna respond to your request. That's the worst thing that's gonna happen to you. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. There are plenty of other people that you can make
0: connections with. So. Do you recommend going to like, because DC's full of them, there's happy hours that are like very specific for like what you wanna do? Is that something you recommend or are you like uh... I think
1: it depends on what you're looking for Mm. if you're looking to leave with a stack of business cards and you want to like speed date your way through it those are (laughs) great for that if you're looking to make a real connection and talk with somebody I think that can be a good start and a good opener Mm -hmm. Um, I always recommend going with a buddy to those so that if it's horrifying you can roll out (laughs) Um, or you've got backup. So you're not left trying to insert yourself into a group, but also go with a buddy who's comfortable enough being left on their own, mm-hmm. so that you guys can divide and conquer. Yeah, if you want, so there's nothing the worse. Yeah, there's nothing worse than being like, "Hi, I'd like to talk to you," but this is my weird friend who just stands next to me <laughs> and doesn't say <laughs> <That's> anything. <me. laughs> right, Where you're like, that's, that's, not, "That's not what I want to do." If you're looking to make a lot of connections quickly, mm-hmm. I think it's good for that, um, but also understand that there'll be really surface level connections. Yes, and not deep. Right. And you, you may have an opportunity to deepen them and strengthen them afterwards, but you're going to have to put in the time yeah. after that. So, um, and always, I get asked, I get asked to have a lot of coffee. I drink a lot of tea. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, but I'm always happy to go. In my own my own personal rules, I will always say yes to the first one <laughs> because I don't, if somebody's thought enough of me to ask I will always Mm -hmm. be willing to give my time. Past that, I don't know, you know, then we'll figure out if this needs to be an ongoing conversation, Mm -hmm. if it's, you know, just a, hey, you need this particular piece of information or there's somebody better I can connect you with. Mm -hmm. But I always appreciate when people do make it easy for me (laughs) and are, again, in those three things, like here's the time I'm asking for, here's what I'd like to talk about, Mm -hmm. and can I come to you? Sometimes, you know, it's interesting, depending on who it is, they'll be like, I really wanna buy you lunch, I really wanna buy you coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes that happens, and sometimes I feel like I'm in a better position to buy them coffee. <laughs> yes, <each other. laughs> and It's just right where you're. Like, there's. I had. I just had a. Um, I, a couple months ago, I had a friend of mine who's a friend of a friend. We ended up meeting for coffee because um, she just gotten laid off, and I'm like, "Honey, you're not buying me coffee. Like, you're. You just got laid off. You're so sweet to offer." But no, like, that's just, that's not how this is going to work. Because
0: I always feel, because who oh, I feel like somebody told me or I read it somewhere mm-hmm. or like in the ethereal life, I always thought like, if you do this networking thing, you do this coffee thing, mm-hmm. you're supposed to buy. If you would, technically, you know what I mean? Is, yeah. If yeah, you, you invite, you should
1: buy. I mean, however, having said that, right? there are a lot of us on the other side who are going to look at you and be like, you're a sweet grad student. Like, <laughs> I got you.
0: I have, I've yes, because I've yet to, fine. $7. What latte did I buy? I also had
1: soy milk's mine. I guess it's like
0: $6. Yeah. Cause like none of the like coffee things that mm-hmm. I've gone on, I have bought for myself. <laughs> Literally, the only one I think I bought for myself was because I arrived first. Oh, and okay, I was yeah. like, and I, Got there purposely early because I wanted to get some work done in yeah, the Starbucks. Yeah. So, I, I was I, so I had a bike, but <laughs> that was it. There was right. no other reason.
1: See, um, and those are those are the real life struggles. These are the questions. <laughs> these are the burning questions. If I invite you, I have to pay. It's always nice to offer, mm-hmm. right? But no, the expectation is not. And typically, people who are asked a lot will also
0: kind of understand where you are in life. <laughs> To be like, okay, I'm the one that gets asked a lot, so that clearly means right, like that I'm doing well. Like, like I have just maybe a little bit more
1: disposable income yeah. at this Asian stage of my life because I remember what it was to be 22 and trying to find my way. It's
0: hard. Right, it's hard out here, on and you're streets.
1: like, I really want to take an Uber, but I can't because I don't have that money. So I'm going to metro it. And you're like, it's okay, we got. This. Even
0: if it's like late, you're like, oh man, right? Yeah, you just like I can't venture out past because then I'll have to. <laughs>
1: then I gotta take the uber home and that yeah it's, it's just different it's ages rough. different feel, ages and stages just yeah, exactly. right do you well, have and I was I would say I was really fortunate to have lots of people do that for me yes yeah, so so you're like I gotta pay it back. forward yes, yes. yes exactly no okay
0: so do you have like a, a like a suggestion for people who are maybe just like starting out in that world like trying to dip because that was me it took months for me to yeah. like feel comfortable reaching out? Like what is your suggestion for that?
1: My suggestion when you're starting is to start with people you have some familiarity with. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's somebody at your company um, who you know of but don't work with directly. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you're in the communications team but you're really interested in, you know, moving over to an associations membership, Mm -hmm. right? So you're gonna know somebody already. You have that connection. Mm but someone you want to learn more about. So kind of doing, starting, starting your network, dipping your little toe into networking mm-hmm. in a place that's already safe, mm-hmm. um, rather than a cold email to somebody where you're like, hey, we've never met before, mm-hmm. but you seem interesting. And to start and realize you'll get into it and understand that it is just a conversation, mm-hmm. that you have things to contribute to. So, and again, starting with, you know, send, send an email, send a note, um, here's what I'd like from you. Here's some dates that might work for me, but you know, under I understand you have a busy schedule. If none of mm-hmm. these dates work, let me know, and um, we can figure out something. There's a great little—that's the other thing about doing it in your company. Is you can use your Outlook feature to find out when they'll be in the office <laughs> or not in the office. You can <laughs> do on the calendar right there. Yep. little mm-hmm. calendar creep. That's okay. It's not cheating if you plan. <laughs> and you know, here's what I'd like to talk with you about because I'm really interested in. The research you're doing around Mm -hmm. emerging professionals like I Mm -hmm. think that's really cool Could we talk about that again everyone likes to be seen as an expert Mm -hmm. so start there Mm -hmm. and start with some people that you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. or if you know you have a friend of a friend who Mm -hmm. you know works at an organization ask your friend if they're willing to make an introduction I think introductions are always really interesting too I when I make introductions I always like to tell about, I always like to tell three things about the person mm-hmm. that I'm introducing to. Um, I like to tell something professional, something personal, and something I admire. Mm-hmm. And those are that's how I make introductions, mm-hmm. um, and those are my emails, because I want to set people up for success. I want mm-hmm. them to know a little bit about each other, why mm-hmm. I think they're worth meeting. And again, flattery gets you a lot of places but also who doesn't like to read nice things about themselves? (laughs) And I have good people in my life. And if I'm introducing you to someone, it's because I do think highly about you. Mm -hmm. I do admire something, a characteristic that I think is useful here. So kind of in your own backyard, Mm -hmm. is there one degree of separation, um, maybe two degrees of separation, that won't be quite so scary? And then you may find yourself perusing the LinkedIn page and find (laughs) out that you're three connections deep to somebody else. And by that time, you're like, oh, this is cool. I've had a number of informational yeah. interviews. I've gone to coffee with lots of people. A chance to hone your own narrative and your elevator pitch um, in a place that's comfortable. So that's where I would start.
0: That's really good. <laughs> what? No, I love this. What? It's, my favorite part okay, some some tips and tricks <laughs> to scary tricks. networking yeah that's not so scary that's it's a little scary uh <laughs> that's fair that's fair so is there um for you is there anything yeah. that you want to plug anything that you're working on that you want to uh, talk about
1: that's so sweet I love it um, well I was I was thinking about this actually and dep- before this airs I'll create it how about that okay <laughs> <laughs> as we're recording it now um I really I think your audience um is probably right. Um, I think your audience is probably our target demographic for Good for Her Soul. I think they're ladies <laughs> who wanna take care of and support yeah. other ladies in their lives. Um, so I would actually like to offer a special discount to the listeners of your podcast. Oh uh, my God! For, for Good for Her Soul um, to check it out. So what I'd like to do is offer a 20% discount. Um, we'll get you a code, and I think the code because uh, more than a pretty face is a really long code. It is,
0: I'm but sorry. no, it's okay.
1: It's okay. But I like the more than part. Mm-hmm. So why don't we go with the code will be more than, um, and that'll get you twenty percent off your purchase at Good for Her Soul, and we'll do it through the end of August. How about that? Yeah. Does that sound like a good yes. plan? All right. That's so so awesome. Go check it out. Um, One of my favorite things about the site that we built in was the Inspiration Wall, premise that we don't always know the right thing to say or do. Mm -hmm. So you can go to the Inspiration Wall. You can sort by um, emotion or life event, and it will bring up stories about other women who've gone through things in their lives Mm -hmm. and things that have been helpful for them at that point in time. And then it'll link right through to a suggested product or service that might be helpful and relates to their story mm-hmm. so you don't have to start thinking oh god I want to do something but what is it yeah you can go and you can read what's been helpful to other people and it'll just take you right there to a recommendation so we try to make it a little bit easier we're trying to take care of you will you take care of her that's what we're trying uh. to do
0: uh, so let's company let's, let's do that let's do oh that shall gosh. we awesome okay yes that's oh gosh this you're is my first right. in, like endorsement <laughs> thing I feel very special
1: <laughs> well that's fun and that's really I
0: that's the other thing about
1: when you start your own company you decide you want to do whatever the hell you want to do that's true because <laughs> so, you're like I think I'll do it I don't I have to check with anybody I've given the okay <laughs> the chief goodness officer says it's okay yeah So, we'll do that. So, we'll do 20% off all purchases through the end of August. Okay,
0: awesome. Yes.
1: So, thank you for letting me plug and thank you for the time and the opportunity to talk. This has been so fun.
0: This has been so much fun. I have such a good time doing (laughs) this.
1: I believe that you do. I totally believe that you do. It's amazing.
0: So, thank you everybody for listening. It's been super fun. You're with Catherine. Um, please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Pretty Face Lady 3 And then go ahead and like us on Facebook at More Than a Pretty Face. And you heard about that coupon and that discount. So GoodForHersoul.com. GoodForHersoul.com. We're all about the plugs on the show. <laughs> and we appreciate that. Thank yes, you. yes, Thank yes you. always. Um, but we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, I just want to thank you again for listening, but this is just a quick correction. So the uh, coupon code that Catherine offered on this episode will actually be extended through the end of September and all the information will be posted in the show notes.